Welcome to Sunday Showcase. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. I'm Jack Ward, and welcome to the world's largest showcase of modern audio theater, the Sonic Society. This is episode 648. My co-host is the incredible David Alt. Good morning, Jack, and everyone. Jack, you're sounding a little less than uh, effervescent today. <sighs> Some days I'm sure everyone can appreciate are a little more grey than others with the lockdown. Ah, you're feeling the call of the void, are you? <laughs> See what you did there. Yes, it's what you wrote in the script. That's right. (laughs) This week, our feature contains chapters one and two of the award-winning Call of the Void from Acorn Entertainment. And it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society, where we pull back the curtain and show you everything that we're doing. No! (laughs) It is... uh... Approximately, uh, it's uh, 4.37, and I'm approximately two miles west of Crofton, 38.86 degrees north, negative 83.81 degrees west. Uh, Temperature is uh, 63 degrees. It's quiet. Looking into the area, this seems to be normal for this time of year. My name is Victor Summers. I'm a professor at Nola University in New Orleans. My address is 411 Coliseum. I'm... Hey, Dad. It's Simone. I've sent you a few texts, but you obviously don't look at your phone. My thesis is that you should learn how to text. <laughs> anyway, uh, May is over. Let me know when you're close. Me again. May and I are just going to grab an Uber, so I won't need the car for the rest of the night. Um, We'll be back in a few hours. Text me when you get in. Dad. Hey. Um. I'm getting a little worried. Call me back when you can. You are listening to The Call of the Void. Stay tuned. Stay sane. Uh, Doctors in the 19th century had little to no understanding of a little thing called bacteria. (laughs) So, when they injected their patients with medicine, they didn't clean the syringe after the previous injection, or probably ever. Uh, Not to mention the syringes were typically made of, uh, anybody have a guess? Lead? Lead, that's right. These syringes were made of quality, all toxic, 
lead. But those were the simple operations. If you were hoping to have your arm or, or leg removed, you would be looking at something like this. Typically, the bone was broken by whatever means possible. Then a serrated saw like this would be used to cut into the flesh. Once the flesh was broken, these larger pinchers would be used to pull the flesh back to expose the area. Fun times for everyone involved. Then the bone was detached and removed. Which is why I have no sympathy for people that entertain time-traveling fantasies. So, thank you folks. That, fortunately for many of you, ends our tour for today. But you can stick around and ask any questions you want. <laughs> I know too much about all of this stuff. Uh, my name is Tover Summers. Thank you. <laughs> Simone, hey, how are you? Hey, are you at work? Yeah. Have you seen Dad? Not at work. He was supposed to be home last night. He wasn't going anywhere, was he? Like, on a trip? I don't think so. May and I were going to borrow the car, but he never came home. That's weird. Yeah, I know. You called him, right? Yes. Did he leave a note or anything? Not that I saw. I've been looking through the house. You looked in the counter and everything? It's been 38 hours, Topher. He hasn't responded to my texts in 38 hours. Okay, um, okay, I'm on my way. I've been going through his things. It looks like it. He's not even halfway through grading these midterms. Marcy Evans, that's an E. They're in alphabetical order. If he was going on a trip, he would have taken these with him. Let's just breathe. Do you need your inhaler? I think there's one over here. When was the last time that you saw him? Talk me through this. Wednesday. We had dinner together. Two days ago. One and a half, but yeah. And he seemed normal? He seemed fine. He cooked, I did the dishes. He watched two episodes of Frasier on Netflix. Okay. Jacob called, so I didn't really talk to him for the rest of the night. He wasn't, like, unusually quiet or anything? I mean, it's Dad. Right. When I woke up for school, he was already gone. He has the early classes on Tuesday, Thursdays. And the, and the house looked fine? There wasn't, like, like a break-in or something? No, there wasn't. It looked like it does right now. Okay. I already called him. I'm trying again. You've reached Victor Summers. Please leave your name and message after the beep. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. I filled up the mailbox. At least he knows we're worried. We should go to the police. Thank you for your patience. It's been a day. I'm sure. So, missing persons report? That's what we're here for. You said your father has been missing for 38 hours. 40. We brought a picture. He has new glasses, but that's what his beard looks like. That's very helpful. The first thing to remember is not to panic. He might have just lost his phone. You'll need to reach out to friends and family to see if anyone knows about his location. We can do that. Officially, 
I have to begin this conversation by saying that it's not illegal for an adult to voluntarily go missing. Meaning, if your dad wanted to go missing, he has the right to do so. Okay. Great. What was the last thing you remember him wearing? A sweater vest. He wears them a lot. I think it was maroon, but it might have been brown. He usually wears a tie, but sometimes he takes it off. Do you know what color the tie was? Blue? Any distinct physical traits you want us to know about? Um, he has a space in one of his eyebrows. Like, a really small gap. Great. He's also thin for his age. And where is Mrs. Summers? I'm sorry, is that conversation difficult? She, uh, died when we were kids. I see. Lived in New Orleans his whole life, or does he have relatives elsewhere? We're originally from Ohio, but we've been here for the last ten years. He doesn't have any other family out that way anymore. I see. Well, you guys are doing all the right things. We've got a couple more questions for you, so I'm going to turn you over to Agnes up front. Sure. We'll be in touch. They said they'd be in touch. I'm sure they're working as hard as they can. It's been 41 hours. The odds of finding someone after the first 48 hours are basically zero. I don't know about that. It's true, Topher. Is there any reasons why Dad would want to be going out of town? Well, there's essentially 18 different reasons a person goes missing. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of them don't really apply to Dad, so I narrowed it down to four. Seizure by government officials, being kidnapped, leaving home to live somewhere else under a new identity, or being murdered. Okay. We can start by contacting his friends. The last place he would have been was, was the school, right? think so? Something is wrong about this, Topher. I just think something is really wrong about this. I'll check with the school. And maybe you should stay off of Wikipedia. Professor Navarro! Topher! Hi, sorry, thank you for agreeing to meet me on on such short notice. Oh, not at all. (laughs) I'm just trying to... We get a new administration system every couple years. It's maddening. Sorry. What can I do for you? Oh, did my dad come in to work yesterday? As far as I know. Are you absolutely sure? Mm, You could check with administration. They should have a record of his hours. How come? Oh, we haven't seen him in a couple of days, my sister and I. Oh, well, I don't think he had anything planned. Yeah, well, we don't either. That's odd. Uh, well, we could go to his office. Adjuncts share a common space. That would be great. Uh, are you two still doing lunches on, on Tuesdays? Not this semester. <laughs> He's been doing more research. What kind? I don't really know. I assume something to do with physics. <laughs> that was a joke. He's a physics professor. Uh, yeah, he is. Maybe he just misplaced his phone. He color coordinates his lecture notes. Well, sometimes people forget things. Not Victor Summers. Okay, he's the space on the left there. Does it always look this clean? I think so. I don't come back here very often. <laughs> the Wi-Fi's better on the other side of the building. Can I Can I look through this? I don't see why not. He had an eye doctor appointment on Monday morning. It looks like it. That might be the last place he was seen. Uh, when was the last time you remember talking with him? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, we were in a division meeting this Monday. A, a normal meeting? Yeah, we have them every Monday. It's just sort of a joke. <laughs> and and he seemed... Fine, he seemed happy. Unusually happy? Not unusually happy, just... I don't know, he seemed pretty normal. Have you talked to the police about this at all? We have. Well, they're, they're professionals. I just want to get them the best information that I can. Not unusually happy. Not that I could tell. Uh, we gossiped about the students, and then we all went back to work. It was quick. Okay. I guess the eye doctor's the only thing that go on from here. Well, if you hear anything about anything, let me know. Dr. Wilcart. Hi there. You're my 520? Uh, I'm not. My name's Topher Summers. My father comes here for appointments. Oh, all right. Uh, he was here a few days ago, uh, Monday. How was that appointment? Um, it was... I I think it was fine. He's missing now. Um, you're just one of the last people that, that saw him, so... Oh, are you... You're not a cop, are you? I, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> uh... I mean, it would, it'd be fine if you were, <laughs> just... I, I, I'm his son. Great! I, I just want to know um, if anything unusual happened while he was here. Hmm, Victor Summers? That's right, a about my size, hair a little lighter. And he was in on Monday? I, I, I think so. Uh, he has thin rim glasses. Oh, thin rims. Oh, Victor! Oh, yes, the NOLA professor. He was here. Yes, he's a good guy. I, I only see him once a year, but, you know, it's funny. The nice thing about it is when you get patients you hate, you only have to see them every, like, six months. Sometimes I try to extend it. <laughs> Your eyes are doing great. Come back in 12 years. <laughs> uh, but but your dad was one of the good ones. He is. Uh, do you know why he came in for an appointment? I'm an optometrist. All right. Just a usual checkup. His eyes were getting a little worse, but that happens with 94% of patients at his age. Gotta eat your carrots when you're young, huh? <laughs> uh, I made a little adjustment to his prescription. Negative 3.25 to negative 3.50. Uh, which reminds me, the new lenses should be in. Did you want to pick them up for him now? It says he's already paid. Sure. Uh, I could do that. If your dad wants to keep his other appointment in November, just have him give me a ring. It's still on my calendar, but I wasn't sure if he was keeping it. He scheduled another appointment in November? Hmm? Oh, uh, oh, sorry, no, I meant his original appointment. Uh, this was a special appointment he came in for. Do you know why? I don't know. He actually seemed more interested in other people's prescriptions than his own. Meaning... Oh, he kept asking if I had any patients that recently went blind or or whose eyes were rapidly deteriorating. Huh. Do you have any patients like that? I don't. I told him the same thing. I think he just wanted to know what was normal for his age group. Sure. Sometimes people get obsessed with 2020 vision, but there was nothing wrong on his chart. His eyes were healthy. Okay. Um, well, I can take his glasses at least. Thank you. Hey. Anything? Not yet. How are you doing? Fine. I found an appointment.
appointment Dad had down in the French Quarter. The eye doctor. Yeah, I was just there. No, it was a voodoo shop. Zola's on Bourbon Street. Bourbon? Yeah. It was scheduled for this afternoon. Wait, a voodoo shop? Yeah. That's... Dad at a voodoo shop. That's kind of weird. I have the note right here. What does it say? Literally just Zola's House of Voodoo, Bourbon Street. Meeting Friday, 8.15. Do you think it's something? I think it's weird. Add it to the list. Yeah. I'll check it out. Hi. I'm, I'm here for the, um, the, uh, the 18, the 8.15 meeting. Okay. Victor? Uh, yeah. Palm? You're getting your palm read? I am. Yes, that's, um, that's what I scheduled for. Yes. Okay, uh, c- cool. I can't, I can't remember, um... Was there anyone specific that I asked for, or...? No, but I'm the only one who reads palms here. Were you looking for someone else, I, I or...? Don't, I don't think so. Okay. So do you still want your palm read? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so we go in the back room. Did I happen to tell you why I wanted this palm reading? I don't think so. Is there a specific reason? Not really. Okay. The money goes on the box over there. How much did we agree on? 65. Great. I said? If you want to. Do you have a preference? Incense? I, I don't really. Thanks. Hard on it is. You're looking at me? Yep. Did it, did it start or... Um... I'm getting something. There's a stage, mostly empty, a boy standing alone. A crowd of people in front of him. They're young, high school probably. There's something... There's a song. It's a terrible song. Wonderwall. How do you know that? I'm psychic. Wait, do I... Starts with an E. Wow, um... E... Lane... Uh, Ethel? Wow, Ethel? No, 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 it's, um... Ugh. Ethel is like the name of my great-grandmother's governess. We, we, we had creative writing together. We had six classes together and did two shows. You were on Costume Crew... Props. Right. Uh, Etsy. Etsy! Delman. Right. I was close. Mm. Wow, um, you were at the talent show? I was. Also, your name isn't Victor. Topher. Yeah, I know. You remembered it? Nah, I'm just psychic. Wow. Well, you you work here now. Yup, it's the worst. I mean, it pays the bills, right? Nah. How about you? Oh, uh, I, I went on to study history. Um, I, I work over at the, the Victorian apothecary shop, but uh, th- this place makes sense for you. I, I, I mean, if there was there's anyone from high school, I guess would be a... Um, you know, would would go into you know? Um, oh, not go to college and become a cheap tourist trap on Bourbon Street. No, no. I mean, it's very cool. Like, you always sort of had a a, a vibe of weirdness. No. Nah, it's fine, man. I get it. 
It's very cool. So you want your palm read or what? Uh, sure. Uh, which hand do you... Um... Generally the right. Great. Great. So I'm going to feel your hand first. cannot accept any messages at this time. Etsy. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just... Sorry, I... I couldn't see anything. Do you need some water or something? You can take your money back. Okay. Honestly, this stuff is mostly for tourists anyway. Don't want to rip you off. Okay, uh, no, you're totally fine. Um, uh, good, good catching up. Yeah. See you around. I met with a voodoo girl. It was Etsy Delman. Do you remember her? I think you were a freshman when we were seniors. Kind of a weirdo. Simone? What's going on? Are you okay? Hey, hey, Simone, breathe, okay? What's wrong? I'm okay. We just got a call. Okay. Uh, from the station. What's going on? They found Dad. He's in Kentucky at a hospital. Why is he at a hospital? He's hurt. They found him... I don't know. They said a lot of stuff. Kentucky? Yeah. Do we have an address? I have an address. We're driving. Okay. Topher and Simone Summers? Uh, that's us. How is he? Your father has had a bit of an accident. He's experienced some sort of trauma. What kind of trauma? We're, we're not sure yet. He's very disoriented right now. Clammy skin, enlarged pupils. He's even been talking to himself. But his pulse is perfectly normal. It's actually a little low. That's very unusual for a patient in his state. Do you know why this is happening? At the moment, we don't. But we're working as fast as we can. I just wanted to warn you before you step in there. Sure. Has he always been visually handicapped? Visually handicapped? He was blind when we found him. He was never blind. He's, he's this way. Hi, Victor. Your children are here. Hey, Dad. In, in statement. How you doing? It's temperature. It's quiet. What? Very quiet. 47... Victor. Dad, try to focus on breathing, Mr. Summers. How long has he been like this? Since we found him a few hours ago. Where did you find him? In a forest outside of Crawford. 83.8. 83.8. 83. saying? Does any of this make sense to you? No. 83! 83, 83! He's going in a shot. 83. We're going to have to ask you to step out. We're going to figure this out. We don't even know what this is. We're going to figure it out, and he's going to get better. We're going to make him better. Thank you for listening to The Call of the Void. This episode was written and produced by Michael Allen Herman and Josie Eli Lepchinski. This episode stars 
Bruce Bennett, Amanda Buckhalter, Michael Allen Herman, Dan Johnson, Kelly Stonebrook, Tim Claremont, Josie Eli Lepchinski, and Angel Jeter. The Plymouth Community Arts Council is a proud sponsor of The Call of the Void. Our 774 North Sheldon campus in Plymouth, Michigan is dedicated to the visual and performing arts, hosting monthly exhibits and providing spaces to create your own extraordinary. Visit www.plymoutharts.com for programming and inspiration. We've been all about the arts since 1969. Special thanks to our pre-release donors, Christine Herman, Deb Jackson, Elise Paquin, Adam Davies, and Jason Such. The Call of the Void is an independent audio drama, and we rely entirely on donations to keep us going. If you have the means and would like to help, please consider donating to our show on our website at acornartsandentertainment.com slash the void. You can also help us by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. A single review goes a long way in helping us find new listeners. For more details, please visit our social media on Instagram or Facebook at The Call of the Void Podcast or Twitter at The Call of the Void P. We'll be back next week to continue the pure science fiction delight of The Call of the Void. Stay tuned, stay sane. All right. Kentwood, five minutes to smoke. Five minutes? That's what I said. We're 45 minutes behind. That's traffic. Have you made this trip before? I'll make it a couple times a week. Does traffic change that much from week to week? We're leaving in five minutes. Anticipating problems is the fastest way to solve them. I'm getting off the bus to smoke. What time do you think we'll be getting back? When we get back. Did we need to pick a bus stop with so much mud? Hello? Who's there? You're picking the wrong night, man. I can hear you. listening to the call of the void. Stay tuned. Stay sane. Tofu? Simone? Hi. Abigail, right? That's right. I want to be the first to say that I'm very sorry for what your father is experiencing. We're working as hard as we can to figure out what's affected him. We appreciate that. So your father was found a few miles outside of Crofton, surrounded by symbols in the woods. Symbols in the woods? They didn't tell you? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, the area they found them in, the trees were scratched into, like there were symbols scratched into the bark. A language, maybe? Did your father know Arabic? We think it looked something like that. You couldn't read it? They were very strange looking. But you think he carved them? His fingers were torn and bleeding when we found them. It matched the blood found on the symbols. You said your father wasn't always visually handicapped? He wore glasses, but he wasn't blind. Has his eyesight been growing worse lately? Not abnormally, no. Does your family have any history of mental illness? 
Not that we're aware of. No. Has your father ever shown any signs of anxiety or depression, excessive worrying, restlessness, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, tense muscles, avoiding social situations, irrational fears like fear of animal or public spaces? I don't... Maybe he's an academic. He's pretty quiet. He likes to read. He doesn't always love socializing, but yeah. And was he under any unusual stress over the last few days? Maybe teaching more classes than usual? He works at NOLA University, right? He's a professor of physics, but he's been there for years. How many classes was he teaching this semester? Four. That's a pretty full load. It's not unusual for him. He likes work. How many students does he have in each class? Sorry, what does this have to do with the situation? I realize this is tedious, but gathering information can help us make smarter choices. How many students does he have? Twenty or so. Sometimes more. And you don't know why your father would make a trip up to Kentucky? We were hoping you would tell us that. There's no family there or anything. Not that we know of. Is he married, divorced? Our mom died when we were kids. Did he think about that a lot? It was 13 years ago. Is it possible he was thinking about it more than usual before this? I don't know. He didn't talk about it much. All right, well, nine times out of ten, a mental breakdown is caused by stress or mental illness. We're going to make sure that's what's going on, of course. It's important to let our medical staff do their work here. In the meantime, try to keep him calm when you're with them. No bright lights, no fast movements, just calm things. Our dad isn't crazy. People react differently to stress. And that's what you think this is? Stress? You said his heart rate was normal. That's not a symptom. You both should get some rest, too. When you fill up for it, we'll want to discuss the next steps for your father. How are you feeling, Dad? Can you hear us? Roughly 437. And I'm, I'm approximately two miles west of... We, we don't know what that means. Roughly 4.37. Do you remember what happened, Dad? They said you were in Crofton? Crofton. Croft. In Crofton. Do you remember why you were there? It, it was roughly 4.37. 30. 30. 30.30. We got your glasses, Dad. They look good on you. They do. When it's... It's when it's... When it's Croft and Croft. It's Croft. It's okay, Dad. Let's just rest. We love you. Are you hungry? There's gumbo. exposed to something? To, like, something toxic? People like Dad don't just do that. They don't just snap. We've never even been to Kentucky. We drove through it once on a, for a family vacation, but we definitely haven't been to Crofton. It seemed small. Yeah. Their 2010 census shows 749. Thousand? Total people. It's not even considered a city. They have a few churches... Mostly Baptist, a diner, a hair salon, and that's about it. There's some forest nearby, but it's pretty flat. No secret government lab, huh? Not that Google will tell me. 
It's normal. Everything is normal. The eye doctor, the last dinner you had with him, his calendar. But it's not. Something happened. What are you thinking? You're thinking something. Do you think he meant to go to Kentucky? What does that mean? He might have had an accident or something, or he was escaping from something, or... I don't know, but he left us something in those woods. You're going to look at the symbols. It's the last thing that he gave us. It might be a message. That would be weird. Maybe not. What if whatever happened to him was in those woods? You're just going to walk into that? If it helps us figure this out. The last thing we need to do is pay for two rooms at a psych ward. At least we'd know where this was coming from then. Not funny. You're going to go. Yeah. You're going in the daylight and you're calling me. I can do that. This is how people die, Topher. (laughs) According to Wikipedia? No, according to life. I'll be fine. Hello? Is there someone there? I can hear you. Who's there? Hey, you bird watching or what? What? I own this property. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't see any signs. I don't need any signs for my own property. We don't let people bird watch around here. I, I wasn't bird watching. I don't care what you were doing. I don't want you here. I'm looking into a man that was found around here from New Orleans. They say he went crazy in these woods. Yeah, everybody's crazy in New Orleans. You've heard about him? It's a small town. You're what? New cop? I am. Don't recognize you. I'm new. Uh-huh. They sent a cop out here the other day. I'm just here to follow up. Uh, you said you knew him? The the gentleman from New Orleans? Sure. Wasn't on my property. They found him just beyond the edge, down by Tradewater. Were you the one that found him? That uh, was another local, Martin McCarthy. You talked to him yet? Not yet. He works over at the general store off Madisonville. Bit of a prick. How did Martin find him? As the rumor goes, Martin was going out to hunt, saw a car parked near Tradewater, and decided to go in to see what was going on. It wasn't hard. What wasn't hard? It wasn't hard to find the guy. He was screaming things. Very loud screaming. Do you know what he was saying? Bunch of bullshit. Something about looking for something, not finding something. Martin knows better than I do. Huh. Um, you said they found him on, on the edge of your property? Just off the edge of my property. You need to write that sort of stuff down. I don't need suits around here. I already told the other cop. Sure. Uh, can you take me there? You're going to ruin your shoes. How long have you lived in the area? My whole life. What do you do, um... Hogan. What do you do, Hogan? I have a little tax office in town. Small claims, that sort of thing. It was my father's business. Sounds interesting. It's a way to make a living. Did you happen to know the, um, the the New Orleans guy? No. I don't like people from out of town. Why is that? Just don't think the same. This is the spot. They found him right over there. I see. Those are the markings. Yeah. Weird stuff, huh? He did these with his nails? That's the going theory. Quite the spectacle around town. 
keep getting kids up here checking them out. Some saying they're part of some voodoo thing. Others saying it's a map to something. I don't know about any of that. People are good at bullshit. Uh, any idea why these, these scratches over here look more wild? I wasn't there. Did some of the ground here, too. I see them. It's hard to describe them. Uh, maybe tribal-looking? Kind of frantic. Yeah. People don't make markings like that if they're not, you know. I, I don't. Possessed. Oh, I, I don't think so. We all have theories. How many more cops are they going to send this way? I should be the last. You better be. Hey, Topher. So, I found a place for Dad. I checked him in today, but we'll visit when you get back tomorrow. Just... Get back, okay? Okay. I'm hanging up now. How was Kentucky? I took pictures on my phone. Of the symbols? Yeah. What happened to your shoes? Oh, it, it was a swamp. What am I looking at? Um, those are the marks on the side of the tree. Three different trees. Um, they start to get more desperate here, and then and then they're just scratches here. At least that's what the locals said. And the red is... Right. I don't know where else it would have come from. He was pretty desperate to carve these. Three trees. In that area. Dad ran about a mile away from his car before he started carving. He might have done a few more along the way. I looked for a while with the local. Did he know anything else? Not really. I talked to the local that found him, too, but it was just more of the same. It seems like Dad was driving, he pulled over, he, he abandoned his car, then he ran into the woods, and he started scratching circles into trees. Well, he went blind. That's the story. <laughs> sure. None of that makes sense, but sure. Are we, uh, are we ready to go into a, um, psych ward for Dad? Yeah. He should be out of his assessment now. How much does this place cost? It's on the lower end, but it's a lot. $871. A month? A week? That's how much treatment costs by the day. That's the low end? They have a good cure rate. I hope it's a 100% cure rate. They can't guarantee that. Hi, uh, this is the East Wing. That's what the sign says. We're here to visit our dad. I'm Simone, and this is my brother, Topher. We're the children of Victor Summers. Simone? Yes. You're not Simone Summers. I am. I'm confused. Simone was here last night. I was on staff. I wasn't here last night. But I checked him in yesterday morning. She's my sister. Uh, this is my driver's license. Huh. Someone else was here yesterday? I believe she had an ID with your name on it. Did you let her see our dad? 
I was just confused. You can see him if you want. This way. What did she look like? What did she say? Nothing, really. She seemed normal. She just walked in here and you let her talk with my dad? She knew about your dad. She knew your home address? You talked about our home address? I I I wanted to make sure she was family. She came in here, she told me about your family, and then I took her to see your dad. She actually already knew where your dad was. How? She said she was psychic. (laughs) I thought she was joking. Psychic? Why? What does psychic mean? What does psychic mean, Topher? I'm not sure yet. But we're in a cafe now? We are. Do we have a reason for that? I'm watching Zola's across the street. The voodoo place? I can see that. Do you think it was the voodoo girl? I think she's one of the only psychics we know. So now we're stalking her? We're collecting information. So, what? You're going to follow her home or something? Topher. I don't know yet. That might be illegal. So is forging an ID. Dad was planning to meet with her, and I'm going to find out why. You're going to follow her? She's leaving the shop. Definitely illegal. I'll be back later. Topher! Etsy! Wow, somebody's got to get this guy an award. You're working? Just doing cards today. You want a reading? Oh, you don't. Do you know my dad? What are you talking about? My dad. Do you know him? (laughs) Why would I? He didn't come in for his reading. I'm trying to figure out what happened to him, and and I don't know how much time I have, so if you know anything, now is the time to talk about it. I don't know anything. You visited him at the psych ward. What psych ward? They told me you were there. You forged an ID. Okay. Did you do something to my dad? Oh, what? You think I made him go crazy? Well, that's a new one. I think you know a lot more than you're telling me. Never had anyone accuse me of making someone else crazy. That's definitely What do you have to do with my dad? You know, there are customers out here, so... I don't know what that means. At least look like you're having a cordial conversation with me. Listen, you came into the shop. I read your palm. I heard about your dad. I went to the hospital to see him. Why would you do that? Because some people care about humanity and want to help people in difficult situations. Bullshit. I had his name in my appointment book and I saw him in the news. It was weird, so I wanted to see. You were that interested in a random client? Well, technically he never was my client, so... I could go to the police. Why? Because you did something and you pretended to be my sister. Okay, I'll give you that. Look. What's going on here? It's more than just your dad. And do the police knew anything about what's really going on? I've already made the decision to do something about this, and that was a really, really tough decision. So if you want to help me, great, but if not, get out of my way. I'm in. I'm sorry? You said, if you want to help me, great, I'll help you. I didn't mean like we're going to be partners in a crime If whatever you're doing has anything to do with my dad, I want to help. I have to make him better. I'm really good at puzzles. 
We're both looking into it anyway. You're just gonna slow me down. I won't. This is dangerous. I... Like, really dangerous, Topher. If you say you're in... I'm then... in. Where do we start? Thank you for listening to The Call of the Void. This episode was written and produced by Michael Allen Herman and Josie Eli Lipchinski. This episode stars Barbara Transforas, Paul Lipchinski, Angel Jeter, Amanda Buckalter, Michael Allen Herman, Bruce Bennett, Josie Eli Lipchinski, Allison Miko, and David Galago. The Plymouth Community Arts Council is a proud sponsor of The Call of the Void. Our 774 North Sheldon campus in Plymouth, Michigan is dedicated to the visual and performing arts, hosting monthly exhibits and providing spaces to create your own extraordinary. Visit www.plymoutharts.com for programming and inspiration. We've been all about the arts since 1969. Special thanks to our pre-release donors, Christine Herman, Deb Jackson, Elise Paquin, Adam Davies, and Jason Such. The Call of the Void is an independent audio drama, and we rely entirely on donations to keep us going. If you have the means and would like to help, please consider donating to our show on our website at acornartsandentertainment.com slash the void. You can also help us by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. A single review goes a long way in helping us find new listeners. For more details, please visit our social media on Instagram or Facebook at The Call of the Void Podcast or Twitter at The Call of the Void P. We'll be back next week to continue the pure science fiction delight of The Call of the Void. Stay tuned, stay sane. And that's this week's show. Please check out the show notes at our website at sonicsociety.org for The Call of the Void so you know where to continue the tale. Keep the conversation going with us on Facebook at Sonic Society or Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers Groups or at Twitter at Sonic Society or at Astro Tour 2010. For Jack Ward and myself here at the Sonic Society, please be safe until we see you here next week. Have a relaxing time and good morning, everyone. <sighs> And now it says in the script that you're sounding more like yourself. I just needed a little audio therapy and some more fourth wall breaking. <laughs> the Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. There are a number of things that we can all do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus and protect ourselves and our families. One is simply to clean your hands often. 
Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If you don't have access to soap and water, then make sure you use a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And finally, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. These are some simple things that we can all do to help protect ourselves and our families from the spread of coronavirus. Be well, everybody.